Hey, this is Bob. I just want to say thank you so much for continually listening and supporting the podcast. Um, Now, I do apologize since there is a big backlog of episodes since March. Um, I haven't been posting uh, as much due to scheduling and stuff like that. But me and Nick have been recording episodes every week. um, And I'm going to be posting uh, a new episode every day this week. Um, And it's even though it's back in time, it's something that Nick and I enjoy doing, and we just love sharing uh, this kind of content, talking about it, and um, we'll be back on our weekly schedule next week. Thank you, and we'll start this episode from March again now. This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. We're back today with me and Nick. Absolutely. All right. So it's been it's been like a week and a half since we last talked, um, and I'm curious. Let's catch each other up. What, what's been going on? What was the last part, Bob? Well, what, what's been going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. So actually, um, I just got back inside to my house like literally 15 minutes ago. So 15, where it's driving up out from out east by Boston and just got home 15 minutes ago. So the very first time I've been back home in like three months now. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so did you just get off the plane? So I, um, or? yeah, so yes and no. So on night slash Monday morning, I got off the plane from Denver to New Hampshire and with my family out there having a great time. Uh, Cause I got a lot of extended family in New Hampshire and actually it's pretty funny. So um, we have a lot of birthdays around like early March time in my extended family. So within like 10 days, okay. within like 10 days in March, we had a birthday for myself, my grandfather, my cousin, and two of my uncles. So we had a big like family celebration with all that. Uh, then oh, this morning we, I drove down to Boston to have my uh, checkup for my heart. And good news, my heart's still beating. So that's always fantastic. That's great news. Absolutely. You know, it's I was waiting all year to find out if my heart was beating, and good news it is. That's awesome news. So, anyways, I just got back from Boston and I've been home for 15 minutes now. All right, and, and we're doing a podcast. On a or podcast. podcast. At home so. in my room, chilling with my turtle. That's you have a turtle now. I got a turtle. Yep. So fun fact, you learn something every day, Bob. I got a turtle. Wow, what's the turtle's name? Okay, so before I say it, I was 10 years old when I got this turtle, so I named my turtle Peter. Wait, how how long do turtles live? No, all right, let's let's get back on subject. Okay, all right. <laughs> but but um yeah, and and for me, if if I were to catch you up, I'm I'm just taking I'm just taking a breather these past few days. Um I've been journaling and, and thinking about stuff. So that's been what I've been doing uh, these past Fantastic. Weeks. And now, Bob, since we talked last, you you had your finals and everything. You finished those, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, so I finished everything. Um, and I'm just getting ready for my clinical. Yeah, so you're you're on your spring break in between your PT classes, going out for your clinical for two months. And just for people on air real quick, tell us kind of what, what type of setting is your physical therapy clinical in? Yeah, so um, – so next week I'll be going to an inpatient setting. So basically a hospital setting for a physical therapist. And this is actually the first time I'm going to an inpatient place like ever in my entire life. Wow. Uh, I I didn't know inpatient physical therapists were a thing until a year ago. So 
now I know, and now I'm going to one. Uh, but hey, always excited, always time either, either for way, a good new experience along the way. Yeah, yeah. Either way, I'll learn something new, uh, and it'll be a good experience. Um, so, do, did you have anything in mind you wanted to talk about, Nick? So I, I want. This- I have another thing to update you on, and part of it has to do with kind of my goal for last week. Um, but Bob, I had a killer time at that conference. The Align Conference in Denver was absolutely amazing. Yeah, how'd that go? You want to you bring bring me up to date and then people listening maybe? Yeah, absolutely. So I was there for um, I was there for three days. And the Align Conference is a conference focused on primarily physical therapy, but also other health professions too. And it focuses on chronic pain and how can we best help patients that are sometimes seen with more complicated presentations who suffer from issues related to chronic pain and how we understand pain with our body. And so we had um, fantastic presentations, fantastic discussions. Um, it was great for me because Bob, like we've talked about before about the idea of how do you network and talk with these people who are, you know, at the elite level. I mean, there were speakers that were brought in internationally that are at the lead wow. and head of the pain science movement. So not only did I get to hear great presentations by them, but I also got to talk to them one-on-one after, which was incredible. That's awesome. What was like the big takeaway, like one big takeaway that you could share for all of us? Oh my goodness. It's, you know, Bob, you asked the hard, the simple and hard questions that it's, it's tough to narrow that down just to, just to one thing. Um, oh my goodness. If I had to give one takeaway, I think just the, as a theme, the complexity and the beauty of the human body and the way that our mind interacts with it. And scientifically we are, the more I learn and the more I know, the more I realize how much I don't know, because we know so many things that are just completely wrong. We know, we know we've gotten really good at identifying what in the body we is absolutely wrong. That's not true. We've got pretty, a really good handle on treatment ideas and how to best help but the reasons that we thought treatment was helpful may not be as true. So we're really in a phase in the, in our career where we're starting to question a lot of the paradigm behind why we do what we do and, to un- and hoping to understand that better can give better results. Um, and I'm going to throw in a second thing in there in that, you know, the therapy that we do for helping patients and working with patients as a team, um, it's important to include, uh, a multimodal aspect of care for every little treatment we do. So Bob, if you think about like some of the manual therapy, hands-on stuff you do, well, what if we use that manual therapy, not only to help um, with joints and things like that um, and biomechanical reasons, but what, what if we also utilize those at the same time for sensory integration and helping people kind of sharpen their perception of their body in their mind at the same time to reintegrate that um the sensory homunculus or the way that our body perceives um input to ourselves to hopefully in the future reduce pain and so i mean there are so many takeaways but those are a couple of the big ones for me oh that's pretty interesting also also last week i think you talked about uh networking tennis people is that what you said yeah so we talking about uh we were talking about networking and I not only got a chance to meet one-on-one with a lot of the great speakers and kind of leaders in our field, like Adrian Lowe, Yonis, Greg Lehman, and many others, but I got a chance to meet a lot of the other kind of great attendees there who had a wide, wide range of research experience, teaching experience, 
clinical experience. Um, and it was just a fantastic opportunity to pick people's brains. And, you know, I, I say this over and over, but I love being so far from the smartest person in the room because I'm just soaking up so much knowledge and experience from them. And it's absolutely fantastic. That's interesting. That's, that's a, that's, that's great. Um, but I think that's also a great jumping point of our topic for today. So if you're, if you're all alone, right. If you're always like by yourself, how do you find the person? How do you become the person that's not the smartest in the room? Does that make sense? So like, if you're always by yourself, like you're always, so you're working a nine to five job and you, you come back home and, and you're alone. Sure. You're married. Uh, but then how do you know if you're the smartest person in the room? And then how do you find a way to, to get to a room where, there, where there's other people as smart as you? Great question, Bob. And, you know, I, I consider the room not only a physical space, but a met, uh, metaphorical or a metaphysical space as well, where that room doesn't necessarily have to be literally your living room. But the room is about who are you actively engaging with? And, you know, with the way that the Internet is with technology and so many of the resources out there. I mean, you can think of other people in the room in terms of books you're reading about people's lives, people who have done great things or thought in different ways about articles you read online or podcasts you listen to. And I think that sometimes you can find indirect mentors and teachers to learn from from those avenues. I, I think my, my, my question is actually, um, sorry, I should have elaborated on this for that. Like, how do you how do you quote unquote force yourself to find a room where you're not the smartest person? Gotcha. So if you, in terms of like an, an actual physical space where you know, well, 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 like, like, it's a lot easier to be in a room where you're the smartest, you can say, Oh, I know this, I know right. that. Because, because it, you feel like secure. it feels secure to you, where you're like, Hey, I can walk in here with confidence, because I know, but you're quite you're saying, Okay, listen, we know that's comfortable. But how do you get yourself to actually do that to say, Hey, listen, I'm walking in an environment where I'm not saying a hostile environment, but an environment where I definitely don't know as much as everybody else. And how do you get that mentality to go about that? Is that what you're asking, Bob? Yes, that, that's what I'm asking. Okay. I like that. And it's a, it's a continual process. Um, so for me, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't like being wrong. I don't know many people who are like, yes, I was so pumped up today because I was wrong. You know, we just, we don't, we don't hear that. I don't say that. Um, but I think for me, I try and have an attitude of, Hey, how can I be less wrong in the future? And so it's like, there are the two pains where there's the pain of being wrong. And then there's the pain of continuing to be wrong. And so I think sometimes when we're not checked by other people and we don't change opinions with them, um, we just often assume that we're always right. And I don't think that's accurate. I think that we need to check our information, check our understanding. Um, and so the way I see it as, is as a goal or almost a game to how to be less wrong in the future. And for me, how I do that, how I'd be less wrong in the future is helping to learn from others who have more experience. Huh. So basically you're, you're saying, well, from what I'm hearing, you're saying that you want to have somebody there to keep you accountable to ensure that the, you are, are going uh, to other places. And, and you're asking um, other people to go to places where they can grow is that correct absolutely yeah where yeah just like you said where they can grow and that it's somewhere where i think i think for me the part of the mentality is thinking about the long term as well where it's not just the short term of 
hey, am I comfortable or not? Because that's an easy question. There are a lot of times where I'm uncomfortable. But then I get a chance to weigh in my head, hey, it's not only about being comfortable or not, it's about who do I want to be in the long term. Okay. I mean, this is like a, a thing that we we always been saying that's a lot easier said than done. But like, so right now I'm feeling a little bit comfortable with, with where I'm at. And I'm trying to think of ways to, to become uncomfortable again. So w- what I mean by that is these days I, I've been journaling, I've been putting uh, blog posts, but I haven't been going in at my all. And a part of me is saying like, uh, I should be taking a break these few days. And, and yeah, that, that's the truth. I should be taking a break uh, from finals week. Um, but as I'm trying to get back out into this uncomfortable place, I'm finding it hard to get out of this loop. Yeah, that, that's that a great question, Bob. And I, I draw a lot of similarities to that for actually um, like strength and conditioning and training principles for the body. I find a lot of parallels to training principles in the mind. And what I mean by that is, so yes, do you think you need a period of a little bit of rest um, before you gear up for your clinical? Absolutely. And I think that that's normal to have some rest period before you go in for kind of a new reaching goal. But also in terms of training for rehab for people or for just strength training, whatever it might be for what your goal is, the way that we invoke change in the body is by having a new or novel neurological stimulus, a new stimulus to the body that we have to prepare for. Because ultimately, if we're training, and if we are, let's say, strength training or endurance training, whatever, our goal is homeostasis. So what we do is we, and homeostasis is the idea of balance in our system. So if we stress our body with something that we're not used to, and that's the key, not used to, or a higher, and that not used to can be something totally new or just a higher load. If we stress ourselves in that way, then our body says, oh man, I'm not ready for this. I got to get ready for this in the future. And that's where we get bigger, better, faster, stronger. And so I draw parallels that Bob with the mind. So you're comfortable, you're doing well because you're at that homeostasis and the things you're doing aren't currently challenging your system. So my question to you, Bob Chang, is what can you do differently, just a little bit, to challenge your system? Uh, so like an actual practical thing? An actual practical thing. And, and again, for our listeners out there, instead of coming up with an action step first, think about for you, what's an area of, and again, this is taking the vulnerable moment. I'm putting you on the spot. So, you know, always return the favor back at me if you wish, but what is an area in your life that you feel like you want to grow a little bit more in? It, it has to be reaching out to people and uh, getting on the phone with them and trying to sell them something. I think that's 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 one of the scariest things right now for me. Um, did I ever tell you about my my last two my last sales call that I tried? To no, make? I haven't heard about that yet, Bob. Okay. Well, this this was like a few months ago, but um, I, I I had I don't know a few phone uh, sales calls, and in the sales world, they, they tell you you need multiple sales contacts, uh, multiple contacts to, to actually make a sale, and usually you get rejected ninety nine times, get uh, successful one time. So the first few sales calls that I made, I was pretty good. I I got some sales. nice. 
um, but then on the fourth or, or the fourth or fifth sales call and I was making, I, I was talking to this guy and, and he, he was a salesman himself. So he was like, yeah, I understand what you're trying to do. I, I understand you're trying to overcome my objections. I understand what you're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. Um, and, and I didn't know what to say once he said that. So after that, I just stopped going on phone calls. And, and I know myself, for me to keep going, for me to keep growing, I, I need to keep getting on those calls. Does that make sense? And, and Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's kind of the, that's the goal in mind about how do you have that sale with a higher quality, with a higher confidence and all those attributes. So now how, I guess my question with applying a novel stimulus to the system, something you're not used to, is there a different mentality or a different way you can go about those phone calls that might challenge you a little bit, but in turn, encourage your growth in that area? Do you remember this? Do you remember the start of the new year, uh, January fourth, when when we did our podcast? Yep. I was waiting for you. I was waiting to get on for you to 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 keep me accountable to start actually doing something. That's maybe what today's episode would be as well. Um, mainly, what I want to do is is just reach out to ten people per day, and in my mind, that that's been on my mind for a month and a half. And I haven't, I haven't been doing it as much as I wanted to do. Bob, say, say that but, one more time for me. You are unfortunately breaking up just a little bit there. Yeah. So, uh, reaching out to 10 people. Daily, Fantastic. Just, just, just messaging them and, and saying, and having a, a genuine conversation, uh, not being slimy or salesy or anything, just having a real conversation, trying to, to give people value. Um, and, it's, that's been on my mind for a while and, and I haven't been doing it because I need, I guess, this jolt of, of accountability, right? And I think that that's what you've been saying in this, at the start of this podcast of having... Uh, Absolutely. Having so that, I mean, that, that, that's that getting back to kind of the origin of where we started, which is fantastic. And for everybody yeah. listening out there, the reason I like what Bob's doing is he's showing an example of not only is it about kind of what do I need to grow at and what do I need to do, but so you already know that. And I think a lot of people have that internal dialogue where they know what they need to do, but you knew it was hard for you. You knew it was a block. And now you're actively seeking out somebody in your life, something in your life that's going to hold you accountable. And that's huge. I think we all need to do that more. Yeah. To add on to that point, like, like we all know what to do for anything. Like if we want to lose weight, we know we got to exercise more and eat overall less calories, right? We all know that it's, we learned it in fifth grade, but it's hard to do unless you have somebody there holding you accountable. That, that makes it much more easier for, for you to start putting things into action. Um, and, and that's something that I firmly believe, like from doing this podcast in general. Um, what do you think? I man? like that a lot. And, you know, I think it's about accountability, putting things into action, but I also think it's about momentum and how we do these podcasts, you know, weekly or every, or like every one and a half weeks, it's about building little pieces of momentum so that, you know, from each week by week may not seem like a lot, but when you compile little victories together, I mean, reflecting on Bob, where you were from when we started this podcast in the beginning of the fall to where you are now, incredible stuff, man. Yeah, I actually want to share a quick story. Um, so 
two days ago, I went to a seminar that was hosted by a family friend. Um, basically, my, my family's all acupuncturists. And my, my family friend, he has, he was hosting a seminar for uh, some acupuncture topics. Um, the acupuncture, he was talking about dry needle, well, not dry needling, acupuncture with motion. So doing active and passive range of motion with dry needling and uh, some other acupuncture. Stuff. Nice. And the reason why I went there was because I, I was tasked to, to sell a, a machine. Um, this machine, we, we were selling it for $800 to a group of just acupuncturists. And, and I, was, I was also given books and supplements to sell. And to be honest, I had no idea what I was selling. I didn't know the name of the machine <laughs> that I was selling. Or the names of the books that I was tell me, Bob, how did you come across this opportunity? Did somebody just approach you and, you know, you need a job real quick to sell some things? Or how did this happen? No, no. Well, well, my mom, it's a family friend of my mom. So my mom asked me if I wanted to go sell this machine and some books on Sunday. And gotcha. I said, yes, of course, because I, I wanted to grow. It was an uncomfortable situation. Um, so I went. I had, there was no preparation at all all my my family friend gave me was this small room with the plinth and the plinth is where i set up all the the books and my machine um there wasn't even a chair in the room so i was standing there selling selling this and in the end i it actually went pretty well i, I sold two machines uh i sold a couple of books and i sold some supplements so it, it went really well but uh i guess the point of the moral of the story is that i was i was super terrified and super unprepared going into this but it still worked out man. you know that sounds like an improv acting class to me to be honest with you yeah and it, no, is it, it worked out great put, putting you on your toes and like you said that it's a challenge it's a mental challenge of saying hey you know i might not be in an ideal situation but what can i get out of this what how can i maximize this situation for whatever it can be yeah no it, it was uh it was an interesting experience and um Walking into it, I, I thought I would at least sell one, uh, but but it worked. So it worked pretty well. Fantastic, Bob. And and I'm pretty sure if I were to go uh, in that situation a few years ago, not nothing would have happened. I probably wouldn't have spoken a single word. Um, but through the the podcasting and and the everything else, the documenting, it all has been compounding, and, and it, it, that sh- it shows. Um, and I think that's the main point of what I'm trying to tell in this story. Fantastic. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a big fan of kind of slingshotting momentum one step at a time. And, you know, if you're, if people are at a stagnant point in their lives and, you know, they're having a hard time figuring this stuff out, go back to what you love, go back to what you're good at and do something there to enrich yourself. And even just having that taste of a victory in one area um, will often provide a victory in another. Do you think that that would be the jolt? that to, to get people through in the momentum like having that victory if they don't have uh somebody there to to help them move through say that for me again bob yeah so so do you think um having that jolt that jolt of the victory do you think that's the yep. jolt that somebody needs to get out of uh their loop to start actually having momentum yeah so i guess what i recommend for that is Think about things that bring you joy because it's, I don't know, at least for me, it's easier to 
go after an action or do something where I find joy in it and I have a natural kind of drawing to it, even if it's in a totally different area um, than what I'm necessarily doing and working on. Like for me, you know, I'm not a big fan of doing a lot of scientific writing and that kind of stuff or research report writing, but I've got to do some of it. So if I'm doing that, you know, I might take a break from that and practice a lot of my hands-on skills with people, teach people different, um, like for physical therapy, a lot of hands-on techniques or go get a real solid workout in, then come back and then hit my thing. And I've, I've tasted a little bit of success in another area. And I'm like, okay, I've, I got some momentum. I got a victory. I'm not just going up against this wall all day and I can definitely make some progress on this. Yeah, that's awesome. I like it. I like the sound of it. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I have uh, just in store today. Just just telling that story and then working off of what what what, what your, your stories as well. I also thought that I'd share um, what I've been journaling and, and what I uh, what I have stored with my journaling. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I'm excited to hear. Yeah, so every morning and every night I've been writing about uh, one what I'm grading what I'm grateful for. My number one focus for the day and then my my thoughts and i do the same thing at night i talk about um two two things that happened well today and two struggles that i encountered and and what those two possible struggles uh solutions to the struggles i can do um that's what i've been doing morning and night for the past few days and it's been helping me reflect over what I need to really improve on and prioritizing my day to doing the most important things first. Um, Because what I, what I found myself doing these past few days is I've been trying. um, Well, since, since I'm on break and I don't have this really set schedule, I've been finding myself doing the things that are easiest to do first. Mm, Yeah. And so what I mean by that is, Things that, things like reading a book, things like watching a, a training video, uh, things like that, which don't really take that much effort um, compared to writing a blog post, creating an offer, doing a, a live video, reaching out to people, right? Like, I've been finding myself doing the easier task first uh, and not things that actually truly matter. Um, so, okay, so that's that's, that's a what, good point, Bob, because, you know, um, you seem to draw a comparison there between easy and really matter. And there are some things that are easy and really matter. There's some things that are uh, hard that don't matter. So for you, do you feel like it's not only that you're doing the easy things first, but the less important things first as well? Yes. So I, I don't know why, but some tasks are just very tedious. And uh, it, takes, it takes me a while to sit down, really focus up and, and get done. Um, and, and those things are, are the things that, that really matter. For example, uh, writing a, an extremely long form or just a long form blog post, like a 2,000, 3,000 word blog post, um, that matters two or three years down the line. And that's, that's like super core content. But yeah, at, in the moment, it's hard. So there's a quote that I literally ju- just made up uh, yesterday. And uh, I'm probably going to butcher my own quote that I made up. But it goes something like this. It's like um, the, short, the, the current actions that you do in the short term will not surmount to the pain and regret that you feel in the long term. 
And what I did, what I did there was I just put some big words together, uh, and hopefully that quote made sense. Um, but basically, the actions that you do today, even if they like bring you current pleasure, uh, like therefore the short term, they don't really benefit you in the long term. And that's what I'm trying to to really hone in on myself. Does that make sense? Nick? Yeah, it does. And. Um... You know, I think it's a good uh, good comparison comparing that short term and long term. And like you said, what's truly what's truly benefiting you and what's really moving you in the right direction. And that's not always correlated directly with the way we respond emotionally. Yeah, I, I guess that, that goes on this idea of being busy versus being. Productive. Absolutely. Yeah. M- um, movement doesn't necessarily equal progress. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that I really reflected on these past few days, uh, that I need to really put the hardest things first for myself and then actually put and then actually do the hardest things um, to get me moving forward, especially during uh, my clinicals. So during next week when it starts, I need to really figure out what's the first hardest thing that I need to do and that will get me closer to my goal and then do it then. Um and, and I think also the key thing is here is to know what that one thing is the night before. So the morning of when I'm trying to do it, I'm not planning it out uh, or, or figuring things out as I'm trying to move forward. So I think that's that's my that's where I'm heading with my journaling. And that, that's what I uh, figured out. Fantastic. I like that intention. I think it's going to serve you well, especially as you're going into a a brand new environment that way. So Bob, are you, is that going to be more of your uh, weekly goal coming up for this next week? Or do you have something else in mind for that? Well, well, my goal, my weekly goal is, is to reach out to 10 people uh, and just uh, reach out to 10 people. a day. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. And, yep. Uh, if I can get on a phone call, I get on a phone call. If I can't, I, I don't. Um, I like that because that that's really out of my control. But Absolutely. You do, you do the things that you can control. put in your control and, you know, work hard and momentum will find its way to get you to those opportunities. You're right. I need to get started, Nick. That's, that's what I need to do. I need to have that momentum. Don't we all Bob? And that's not just a, uh, that's not something that just you is going, that you're just going through. It's uh, I think that's a universal battle for us all. Is, is there anything else you want to add, Nick? I know this is a short episode, but it, it's something. You know, I think especially when we're going through transitional periods can be a good thing. I like the idea of kind of going through things like we did, talking about momentum, talking about how to set ourselves up best for the future. Um, I'm good, Bob. Cool. Do you want to set any goals for yourself? So for me, I'm, you know, I've got this week, uh, partial week left to spring break. Um, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty busy. It's going to be a great time. You know, I've got a full day, uh, chock full of a lot of events, seeing a ton of people tomorrow with this being really my first time back out East and being back for several, a few months. Um, uh, then Thursday, I'm shadowing one of my PT friends who graduated like four years ahead of me. Uh, then Friday, uh, then Friday and Saturday, I'm, uh, volunteering at this, uh, continued education course for medical physicians. So a busy time with that for sure. But for me, it's all about just getting my head right, prepping for the next week, uh, getting ready for these last two months of school winding up because I have not done any work for that yet at all. So that's what it's going to be for me, just getting myself kind of grounded, geared up, and get all the little details ironed out for that. 
Wow. Yep, it's exciting stuff. Big things are happening. Big things are happening. Hard things are happening. Easy things are happening, Bob. Life is happening. We just got to get the momentum rolling. All right. Awesome. All right, that's it for Manifest Mindset. We'll see you next time.